Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. He says, nothing shall by any means hurt you. In the Greek, it says harm you. That's wonderful. Now, look look at verse 20. And Jesus says, notwithstanding. (laughs) Give me a different translation. He says, New Living Translation will be good. He said, but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Here's what he told them. Rejoice because your names are what? Now wait, wait, now what, now what, when you start, when you study this word, here's what he's telling them. He says, what you don't understand is your name is on a registry in heaven, a registry. Now, uh, this happened to you. You, you. you go down on voting day, election day, you go to vote, right? And it, you walk up to the thing, they ask for your ID, what's your name? And, and the, little, the little lady says there, and you say, my name, I say, my name is Hartley Ramsey. And she go. And I'm standing there thinking, after me, you, when you go there, there's no penalty for your name not being on the register. But I stand there sometimes, I go, I start sweating. I'm like, wait a minute, my name is not in the book? That's just the vote. That's not to, listen, that's not to get on Noah's Ark. That's not to be included in the rapture. It's just to vote. And I'm standing there sweating. Thinking, my, I, say, um, uh, I start helping. I start looking up going, uh, <laughs> how many of you do that? Yeah, I start looking like... And she goes, oh, right here. She got a little pencil. Sign, sign right here. That experience alone. Now, how does your name get on that registry? Now, I'm going to ask you a question. How many of you have ever went to the wrong precinct to vote? Wasn't it weird? Wasn't it weird to show up at a place you thought you were supposed to vote there? You show up and you go and you're waiting and you're waiting. Baby, I don't think your name is on here. No, it got to be. I registered the vote. It's on there. Well, it's not in the registry. Can you imagine if that's the case when it's time to go to heaven? The reason your name was not on there was because you're not registered there. You're not from that area. If you're in District 1, you got to register in District 1. You can't live in District 1 and vote in District 2. Let's not even talk about that. But I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Here's what I'm going to say. What's important is this, is that you got to know how this works. Jesus said your names are registered in heaven. Why? You are citizens there. Only citizens are registered. Only citizens of heaven are registered in heaven. All the book of life is is a registry. Now go back to what God told Moses. This is amazing. God says before anybody was born. Before I made the worlds, I, I, I looked ahead and I knew through the ages who I was going to send. That's how I knew every person that was going to be born. Trillions of people, every name locked in the book. Your government name, your street name, whatever you change it to, it was all on one line. Call me killer. No, your name is killer. Your name is James. Your government name. So watch, so watch this. 
God, so God knows who you are. He already wrote your name down before he sent you, before you came into your mother's womb. He said, he told Jeremiah, before I formed in the belly, I knew you. Here's the issue. The danger is when you come into the earth, there's so much to grab your attention. Then you got to deal with all of this package that Adam messes up with. Mind out of control, body subject to illness, emotions could fluctuate. You never know what's going to, you just go, and you could get stuck on this and attached to that and mixed up in that. And God says, I've written your name in the book. And you do watch this, you have no way to stop the sin cycle. Because what happens is whatever you sin, Whenever you, sometimes you can just think it, and it generates, sin is always building wages. Not, no way that God sliced it were we able to get ourselves out of this thing. And God says, there's no way, there's no way in the world. He said, I, my life is eternal life, but I need to get my life in them. There's no way I can do it. So you know what God says, I'll do? The Bible said, before the foundation of the world, imagine this scene. Now this makes sense. The Bible says Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. But also, we find the book of life was written before the foundation of the world. We find that God made a plan before the foundation. So imagine they're sitting down, and they're going through what if. Let's make man our image after our likeness. Okay, what if he sinned? Then Jesus said, Lord, I'll prepare me a body, I'll go. Okay, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to put the name in the book, in the Lamb's book of life, because I'll be slain. Might as well count me slain right now before the foundation of the world, because I got them. God said, good, okay. Holy Spirit, that you go in afterwards and you, you live in them as a down payment and you bring, okay, the whole plan is set. God looked at the whole plan and said, what are we missing? Nothing's missing? Okay, so you go, you redeem them. Okay, okay, good. He already knows what's going to happen. And this is the crazy part. He hasn't made a planet yet. He hasn't laid the foundation of the worlds yet. He's planned. He so badly wants a family that looks like him. That acts. He so badly wants his life flowing. He wants someone to love. And what he does, he, he makes the plan. Then he makes the people. And here we are. Here we are. There's a scripture. I may be wrong. If I get this wrong, y'all bear with me. I'm looking for 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. I may be wrong, but because it, it's not in my note. I thought I, thought I typed it, but I didn't. 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. Is it there? Yes. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life. Everybody say those last two words out loud. No, out loud. Really out loud. The only way we get this life is through him. We have to come through him. Literally, it's weird. In, the, in, in, the, in, in scripture, in, in the Greek, the word, there are two words. The word dia, D-I-A, translates through. Whenever you see dia, dia, it means through, even in English. But for some strange reason, the word in, E-N in Greek is, is the English word I-N, in. They chose, the translators, to say through instead of in, which is what it really reads. It says that we might have eternal life in him. That means God, he, he, he is the ark that Noah built. The word, the Bible says that, that God told Noah to, to put pitch on the inside of the ark so it won't leak. And it's weird that the Hebrew word for pitch is also the, the Hebrew word for atonement. 
The same word they use on the day of atonement when they kill the lamb. For the, this no coincidence. Moses' parents took him, his mother put him in a little basket, a little ark, and shoved him down the river. He's the ark. When you start going through the Old Testament and looking, you see Jesus is the tower of refuge that the, the, the watchmen watch from. He becomes everything that God designed for us. We get in him and, and the life flows to us. Look at verse 10 real quickly. It says this. This, no, I want you to read this. I don't want you to hear it. I want you to read it. Your mouth, your mouth needs to read this so your ears can hear it. Ready? Out loud. This is real love. Stop. You looking for real love? Tom. You know what makes me mad? When I go online and, and look at social media and, and some dude right now, you know, a real man will do this. A real, I start, I start like, what do you know about a real man? How are you calling the market on being a man? The reality about, the reality about men is this. When I say men, I'm talking about humankind. We are subject to sin. And you say, well, I don't sin. That's a sin right there. You just lied. That the reality of this thing is that we were in trouble. And I'll be honest with you. I remember thinking to myself, Hart, you got a PhD. You walk away from this, man, you're going to be a professor anywhere. You make a living, it's an easy way to make a living. But it dawned on me, this was never about making a living for me. What this was about is I recognized early on, God gave me this gift to explain this thing. And there are people that may never hear what God has to say if I decide to go make a living for myself. That's, uh-uh. It's, I'm not in this for a living. I'm in this for you to get a life. You see, I'm going to tell you this right now. It doesn't just come. You got to make a decision. I preached a funeral on Friday. It was the easiest thing to do. You know why? Because boy was saved. He was saved. Simple. It's so easy to get up there and preach a message when a person is saved. But what about the person that's not the family don't want to hear anything. It's not my job to declare where he is. That's not my place. But what you need to do for the saints, make your calling and election sure. I'm under grace, but grace brings you to a place. Grace is so against sin. It is the opposite of sin. Grace, the job of grace is to insulate you. And to matter of fact, let me tell you what happens. When you struggle, Jesus steps into your struggle with you. Not so that he could cover you, cover you so you could continue to sin. He covers you to bring you out. Amen. And even if your life shakes down or burns down, he's there to help you rebuild it. Don't, make, don't, don't play with this thing. It's for real. Now, now this, is, this is interesting. He says, this is real love. Finish reading with me. Not that we love God. You know, we always ask God, ask, ask God how many of you love the Lord today? You go, I love the Lord today. And we become so good at that. But that's not the question. The question is, how many of you know that God loves you? It says, this is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son as a sacrifice to do what? And the, only, the reason he took away our sins is because he understands in the book of Revelation, there's a statement that is so scary. And you hear me, I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you... I was laying, I was, I have to take a pause from studying and just call the name of Jesus. I want to take you there. I want to take you there. Because I want you to see a couple things. There's three scriptures I want to read to you. I'm going to finish this next week. Is that cool? Go to, go to the book of Revelation chapter 20 and verse 15. Revelation 20 and verse 15. I'm, I'm going to look at two scriptures in Revelation. It says, and anyone whose name was not 
found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. When I study scripture, there's always a possibility that the translator may have, may have botched a translation or that, that it's out of context and we may need to read up further to lend clarity to what we're reading. And, and maybe it's not as scary as we think it is. It just looks that way. When I read this, the more I read, the worse it got. They, you can't explain this away. It's simple. You say, Pastor, how, how did your name not be in the book of life if God wrote everybody's name in there? At some point, God is going to challenge you. He's been tracking you the whole time, loving you, protecting you. The Bible says he reigns on the just and the unjust. He, he, he's, made, he's made deals for you, turned corners for you. God has gotten you out of more junk. That car flipped. See, you thought the delay was aggravating until you, you, you didn't even realize that th that was for you. That, that accident, you, you said, I wonder, I'm praying. You, you stand your hands up by the blood of Jesus. I'm praying for them. You don't even realize it was supposed to be you. The devil targeted you, and he missed you because God delayed you. Well, why he let it happen to them? Because he's going to use that for their redemption. Or it may be that they just said, I'm, I don't want you. You don't even know, but I know one thing. He stopped you. He blocked you from being... He's tracking you. And how does our name come out, come out of the book? When we tell God at some point, you know what? No matter what you do, I let into that thing. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. And now, a word from our sponsor. Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Hart Ramsey. Yeah. To receive this encouragement on a daily basis, download the NCC Family app available in the app stores for Apple and Google Play. Once again, to receive Hart Ramsey's Uplift, simply download the free NCC Family app available in the app stores for iTunes and Google Play. Uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Yo. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Join Pastor Hart Ramsey and the NCC family for Watch Night 2018. Yeah! Featuring special guest, three-time Grammy Award nominee, Kim Burrell. Well, he woke me up this morning, started me on my way. Gave me grace and strength just to see another day. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Holla. Join Pastor Hart Ramsey along with special guest Kim Burrell and the Stellar Award nominated NCC Family Choir for Watch Night 2018, yeah. December 31st, 200 Dome Lane in Dothan, Alabama. Oh, yeah. Doors open at 8.30 p.m. Service begins at 9 p.m. No matter what you've experienced in 2018, 2019 is for the better. Watch night 2018. Be there. Be there. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. I just, a guy told me, I'll never forget, I was talking to a family member. He was drunk. Every time I saw him, he was drunk. And I went to him, I sat on the, I sat on the backyard with him. We sat on the swings. And I said, I said, I'm not trying to judge you. I said, man, but you can't, get, you can't live in the bottle. He said, I know, I know. I said, I've been coming here 15 years, 
Every time I see you drunk, you get drunk in the morning. I said, I'm not, now don't get me wrong, the Lord loves you. I said, the, drinking doesn't send you to hell. I said, but man, drink, the bottle can't be your God. Yeah, I know, he starts to weep. Man, the Spirit of God comes in. I, I said, the Spirit of God, man, I, my, the Lord is loving him through me. I just love him. You can tell he's broken. He's, he had a situation. He lost his job, and he just hit a, a tailspin. He never recovered. And I said, man, I said, let me pray with you. I said, let me pray with you. Why don't we ask Jesus to just come into your heart, man, and let God do what he's going to do. I said, God, I said, well, I you can even, we'll do it with the bottle in your hand. Here were his words. He dried up his tears, and he says, um, I ain't ready yet. He said, I ain't ready yet. Uh, he said, I, I respect what you do, and you're good at what you do, and I, I respect you. He said, you're a good man. And he says, but I'm not ready yet. I'm not done yet. I was freaked out. I remember when they told me they didn't know where he was. So they went to his house, and he had died in his house. I thought, what a loss. But listen to the grace of God. Someone that knew him said, I went by his house. He had taken ill. Early stages of cirrhosis of the liver. I went to him and I said, you've got to give your life to the Lord. When I noticed, he had a Bible on his bed. And I said, tell me he got saved. They said, not only did he get saved, but he was ready to go. My thing is, I would have thought that that was the night God would have blotted his name out. But the grace of God is so amazing that even when you shake your fist in his face and say, I don't need you, you can't just run him off. God is not like a dog that you can run off. He will follow you. Listen, he has aggressive love. He has that, that kind of love that comes after you. Imagine this guy lived his entire life a drunk and died and went to heaven. Who else... Only God can do that. I don't want you to say that your name will be easily brought out of the book, but I'm going to tell you this, don't play games with it. Because I can tell you 10 stories like that where the person never turned. And when we come to church, what I do, I, I try my best to, to, to preach the gospel of grace to you because that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it doesn't make sense. It's not attractive to you if you don't know what God is trying to save you from. Do not succeed here. Okay, I'm going to show you all something. Is there anybody in the room that's over 50? Put your hand up. Okay, be honest with me. And it's the same, those that you didn't, didn't raise your hand, I want you to watch this. How many of you could not believe how quickly 50 came? Put your hand down. How many of you don't even feel 50? How many of you from time to time it still freaks you out that you're over 50? <laughs> what about this? How many of you ever go to the mirror and see that person and wonder who the heck is that looking back at me? <laughs> see that? It goes, here you are. You say, well, you, I got 80 years. You, you think 80 years is a long time? You were designed to live forever. You were built to last. You were designed, and you won't you trade eternity for 80 years? And then when you turn 40, they say you're over the hill anyway? You will trade. And that's what we do. And so what God does is through Jesus Christ. Now John 3.16 makes so much sense for God. So loved the world that he gave his only begotten, that whosoever believeth him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And I got two more scriptures. I need to hurry up. Okay, real fast. Revelation chapter 21, verse 27. 
Very interesting scripture. I, I, it's just on, it says, go back to verse 26. It's scary. <laughs> it says, all the nations will bring their glory and honor into the city. He's talking about the new Jerusalem. And here's what he says in verse 27. Nothing evil will be allowed to enter. Nor anyone who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. You know why it's called the Lamb's book of life? Because only the people that, that see the value in Jesus, let me get a musician, only the people that see the value in Jesus. It's interesting, and I, I love to tell this in Revelation 5. It's such a powerful, powerful depiction. The Apostle John was in heaven, the Bible says he saw the book brought to the throne and all heaven looked around for someone to open the book. What they were looking for was the son of Adam to come and present himself worthy to open this book. The book is a title deed to the earth and no one was found. John said, we looked and looked through every generation and no one was found. He said, and uncontrollably without even he said, I didn't even plan it. I began to weep. He said, one of the elders came and said, don't weep. He said, behold, the conquering lion from the tribe of Judah. They call him the conquering lion from the tribe of Judah because he won where no one else could win. He did what no one else could do. He came in and he actually lived the sinner's life. He, he did everything that was supposed to be done that none of us could do. So in heaven, one of his names Besides King of Kings and Lord of Lords, besides Emmanuel, besides Yeshua, they call him his nickname. His nickname is Conquering Lion from the tribe of Judah. And, and John said, when I heard that, being a Jew, I turned around to find this. And he said, behold, what I saw was not a lion at all. It was a lamb. Slain as it were before the, the foundation of the world. He said, he, he said, when I looked at it, I could tell he didn't just die. He had been, he was killed before God made anything. This thing was in place for a long time. He said, when I saw, he said, I look for this lion, what did I see? A lamb. That's the one with the book. Until Jesus becomes your lamb, he'll never be your lion. He can't win for you if you don't accept that he died for you. None of us qualify. We take preachers and we set them up. I'm going to give you one more scripture and I'm going home. In Revelation 3, verse 1, this is such an interesting scripture. Jesus is speaking. He's sending letters out to the seven churches in Asia Minor. This is all, all. How many of you love the book of Revelation? How many of you hardly understand the book of Revelation? Don't feel bad. Most people in pulpits don't understand it either. Um, it says here, Jesus says to the to John, he says, write this letter to the angel. The word angel here is angelos in the Greek. It means the pastor of the church in Sardis. This is the message from the one who has the sevenfold spirit of God and the seven stars, which are the seven or churches. He said, I know all things you do. Look at what he says. And that you have a reputation for being what? Say that word out loud. The, the city of Sardis is a, is a very rich city. The church in Sardis had a reputation among the other churches for being that church. I mean, when you went to that church, the B3 cranked up, they were dancing. 
They had the singers. They had the preachers. You never heard a bad message when you went to Sardis. Sardis was the church. The Lord was, it seemed like the Lord was always there. They had all the stuff. I mean, they had the stuff. They were literally financially well off. Not just the church, but the citizens were rich. And so they were known throughout the church world. Their reputation was, they are alive. And here's what Jesus said. He says, I know all the things you do and all the things you're involved in. And yeah, you, how you're helping your community. You do all this stuff. He said, but you know what? He says, but you have, a rep- you have a reputation for being alive. He said, but I know you are dead. How does that happen? In verse 2, he says this. He said, wake up. Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. He said, I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of God. Hold right there. Now, if you read scripture, and I did this in Montgomery this morning, I probably should have done it here. Didn't have the time. But he had, I read several scriptures to show them that the Bible says, you can't be saved by works. Eternal life does not come from what I do. No. Eternal life comes to me from accepting the finished work of Jesus Christ. For me, make, I'm saying Jesus is everything. I am nothing. Watch this now. He gave me the gift of eternal life. I don't work for it. I don't, I don't earn it. I can't earn it. I'm not good enough. But he says to them, he says, I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of God. Look at verse 3. He says, go back to what you heard and believed when. Now, how did they get saved? At first, it's talking about when they first got saved. Here's what he said. Hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. Now we find out what they did. He said, you're doing all this good stuff. We got these, our preachers are good, our choir is rocking, the prison worship is good, we, we serve our community, we do all these good things, our billing is dope. Watch this now, but ain't nobody talking about Jesus. Ain't nobody preaching Jesus, and, he, and that's what the Lord said. He said, you look so good on paper. Everybody's celebrating you, but me. Because what you forget is you don't get eternal life without me. This thing became to you about church. He says it became church to you. It's not about church, he said. It's about I'm the only one that can get you in. I'm the one that got your name in the book. Your name is in. And here's what he said to them. He said, if he says, repent and turn to me again. Change the way you see this thing and the way you think about it. And turn to me again. Everybody said turn to Jesus. He says, if you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly. As unexpected as a thief. Now that stung when he said that. You know why? Because the way Sardis had, Sardis had experienced uh, a little thing in their history where they were overthrown for a moment where the enemy came through some underground tunnels and surprised them. And so that's what he was referring to. Verse 4, he says this. Yet there are some in the church in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes with evil. They will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. Why are they worthy? Because they look to me and they say I'm their savior. Now look at verse 5. He says this. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life. And this is amazing. But I will announce before my father and his angels that they are mine. Here's the picture. Jesus is sitting on the throne. You walk in. You are the center of attention. And the Lord goes, that's one of mine. Watch this. The angel who's assigned to open the book of works, when he hears that, he closes the book of works. Because if your name is in the book of life, watch this. The book of works don't pertain to you. 
He said, I will announce you. Now it makes sense. If you are ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you when you stand before my father. Can you imagine now? That's the, at the judgment seat of Christ. Everyone that walks out. Listen, uh, there was something that happened at the commencement yesterday. The dean of each college would get up and, 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 and uh, say basically, everyone on the list has passed and met the criteria. If their name is on the list, that means I put it there. I sanctioned it. They should get their degree. He gets that down. The dean of the next college, college of business will come up to do the same thing. College of Education, College of Sciences. They all would declare, if their name is on the list, that means I sanctioned them. They should graduate. So I was listening for the list. Listen for my daughter's name. I didn't hear it. Because she, she got there a little late and she was out of alphabetical order. And so when it came down to her, I was looking, I was like, wait, where's her name at? No, we ain't going to do it. You won't graduate today. If we got a hair better gun point. Oh, no, you leave it here till we she graduate. <laughs> so, so she comes up, and I was waiting. I was like, I missed her. Then I heard her name. I waited to get the picture, and there she was. Can you imagine when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, the Lord has declared, everyone that walks through this door, starting with their first name, to the end, they belong to me. So tell, he tell the angels, so how they look, don't let it bother you. They're mine. We get them fixed up. And here we come parading. This monthly crew of earthly rejects come walking in. And the angels are like, I understand it, but if he says it, I mean, he's the, you know, it's his thing. I mean, and everyone that comes in, what we have that other people don't have is that from the beginning, we believed in him enough to trust him with everything we are. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Heart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter, at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook, at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram, at Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.